started today. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNOs. We take you until noon. Nick Olson covers Iowa State, uh, 24-7 sports. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Drake joins the basketball conversation at the top of the hour. Yes, CBI uh, quarterfinal. And if they win tonight, they will play tomorrow on ESPN2. Mm-hmm. And then if they're in the championship, they come right back on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Perfect. On ESPN2. So I don't think there's TV tonight. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's Flow TV, yeah. That is not tonight. Noon is when they play. Yeah, 55 minutes. Right, yeah. And uh, you can catch that. Have to have a subscription, though. No no freebies, anything like that at Flow Sports. But you can find it there if you're a Drake, uh, big Drake fan. They're a big favorite today, too. Favorite by six and a half. There you go. Do you remember the time when uh, coaches get fired and they'd end up at ESPN mm-hmm. for a year before they got back into the reception sure. back to sports? Now it's Field of 68 where That's you go the place to spend to be. Your, your year in the penalty box. You've lost a lot of talent at the Field of 68 back to the coaching ranks this last couple of weeks. Rob Doster, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. It just means I have to put in more hours now. Yeah, right. Well, you're doing a great job over there. You really are. And again, we congratulate you every time. But I love success stories like that. When you lose your gig, you land on your feet. And you certainly have an, in a big, big way. Rob, we're going to look back for a little bit, but we have to look forward to the Sweet 16. Just a remarkable four days. If you could, you know, one or one or two of your highlights from the opening four days of this term, whether they be games, individual performances, overall officiating certainly was the topic. How do you remember the first four days? You said highlights. You yeah, right. <laughs> no, that you was bad. Right. That was piss hey, poor. Friend, yeah. Madness. I think the madness is getting to him. Um, <laughs> now, the, the, the truth is, I, I, I thought that this was one of the best first weekends that, that I can remember in a long time. Um, I saw Ben Matherin's performance mm. in the last game of the first weekend, carrying Arizona to overtime, getting them to the Sweet 16, 30 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. The dunk that he had, the huge oh my. that he had, I thought he was absolutely sensational. That stood out to me. Uh, Drew Timmy putting Gonzaga mm-hmm. on his back in the second half of a game where they were, to be frank, getting their, uh, yep. their, their behinds whooped a little bit. I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying not to curse. Um <laughs> But I'm pulling a Drew Timmy there. Uh, but I mean, he, <laughs> nice. But his, his performance was was terrific, was sensational. Uh, I thought that. Um, I mean, who's not going to remember uh, this this St. Peter's run? Like yep. they smoked Kentucky. They beat up on Murray State. Shaheen Holloway is now. I, I think the way that it works is he now um, he he now is the president of the state of Kentucky, right? After beating Murray mm-hmm. and beating, beating uh, the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean. It's the numbers are just it's insane to me. Their budget, right? Their entire basketball budget is 1.6 million for the year, whereas the Kentucky coaching staff, right? Not even including Coach Cal, the coaching staff uh, at Kentucky makes more than 1.6 million dollars. Um, Kentucky's budget is 11 times that of St. Peter's. Coach Cal's salary is five times 
uh, St. Peter's entire budget. And Shaheen Holloway went in there and beat him. And it wasn't a fluke, man. Uh-huh. Like, it it, it kind of reminds me of Florida Gulf Coast in the sense that, that they were just the better team on this day, right? Shaheen runs great stuff. It, it's so much fun to watch them run offense. Uh, I, it's, it's an amazing story. I think it's going to come to an end against Purdue. I just, uh, I mean, Zach Eady uh, is a large human being. And... <laughs> Not have very many large human beings, at least that large on their team. But what what an unbelievable story! What a great moment for Shaheen. First time in 22 years, a team from New Jersey will play in the Sweet 16. It's Shaheen Holloway, and the last time it was a team from Jersey, it was Seton Hall, and who was the point guard? Uh-huh. Shaheen Holloway. So connecting some dots here, Willard is on. He's moving to Louisville. So Shaheen Holloway. I mean, what will be announced? What minutes after they get eliminated from the tournament, he's a new coach at Seton Hall. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming so. Uh, I I hate that that became the story. Yeah, yeah. you know, I I don't think mm-hmm. that what Kevin Willard was doing was uh, in any way um, meant to be like a, a bad thing or negative. But like, let's say St. Peter's have their moment without having to talk about whether or not this guy is going to be there for another year, right? Like, how much does that suck if you're St. Peter's? Yeah, we're having this great moment. It's the greatest moment in the history of the university. And now we got to answer questions about whether or not our coach is going to end up ba- bouncing for uh, for a Big East squad. I wish that Kevin Willard didn't do that, but I don't think it was done out of uh, out of malice. I just think you know the the thing about Willard. If there's one knock on him, is that he might be a little bit too honest for his own good, and I think that might be a little bit too honest. But um, I mean, if you're Shaheen Holloway, you take a team to the Sweet Sixteen and you go and get a job at your alma mater, like does it get, really get better than that? No, nope. it does. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I know our audience, well, certainly half of our audience would love you to hear you opine on what those Cyclones did. Look, they struggled to score the ball, and they have all season. It was Kelsher's turn last night. It'll be somebody's turn, I assume, in Chicago to lead them in scoring. Maybe Brockington gets back. Maybe Hunter plays or scores like he did on on Friday night. But your thoughts on uh, a bunch of junkyard dogs that TJ's got, especially on the defensive end of the floor, and they find themselves in the Sweet 16. It, it's it's special. It, it really is special. The the job that they've been able to do, um, because I mean that's not that's not a wildly talented basketball, team, right? Like they're, they're not they're not winning because uh, they are necessarily the the, the 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 I don't want to say not the better team because that sounds like I'm, I'm I'm being harsh, but like they're they're not winning because they're just overloaded with talent. They're winning because they play harder. They're winning because they defend. They're winning because. Uh, TJ's kind of implemented this identity within the program, which is something that uh, they had for a while under Fred and they had for a while under Steve. Uh, but it, it, it's different now because they're they're not a team that's going to be known for playing things in space and known for uh, being able to get shots up and being able to do different things in the transfer market. It, they're, they are a team that's going to try to beat you in the fifth. They're going to try to beat you up and then, and then win the game. They want to win the fight, and then if that means they're also have more points at the end of the day, cool. That's a good thing at the end of the day, too. So um, it's it's fun to watch, and, and it's not – I hope people realize this. It is not easy to flip a program like that that quickly. So all the credit in the world is easy for the job that you've done. To do something like that in college basketball, yeah, you can flip over rosters, but to get guys to buy in. And they didn't bring in you know the, the number two, four, and six you know guys in the transfer market. <laughs> These guys – they were some leftover type of pieces. They were guys that had played in major conferences, Brockington, Kelsher, but the ability for them to buy in. When you look at this program long term, they got a good recruiting class coming in next year. What do you see the sustainability? How long this can go? And certainly feels like Otzelberger, he's the right guy for the job. 
Yeah, he's definitely the right guy for the job. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't see it slowing down, especially if they keep they keep with this identity. I also think it's important to 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 make clear like they finished eighth in the the Big Twelve, right? They it, it was a great run in March, and they've won a bunch of games, and you're going to be able to remember the Sweet Sixteen run for a long time. But there's still a lot of work to do in that program. Don't let that gloss over the fact that you went seven eleven in uh, in in Big Ten play, or I'm sorry, 12. Big Twelve play, right? So there's there's still there's still work to be done with this program to get it where you want it to be. Uh, but that said, it's a much easier starting point to be uh, where they are right now than than where they they, they were heading into the year. Uh, Rob, uh, let's get into some of the Sweet 16 games that we look forward to on the week. So unfortunately, we have to wait till Thursday. So it's so entertaining that this first weekend. I don't know who you picked prior to the tournament, but now that there are 16 teams left, who do you think the favorite is or should be? I mean, it's 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 got to be Gonzaga, right? It's got to be Gonzaga. They're, they're to me, they're the best team in college basketball right now, and um, I do think that. Uh, it's a little bit closer than maybe some of the numbers and some of the analytics are going to tell you, but I, I think Chet Holmgren, what he can do defensively is, is something that uh, doesn't necessarily get talked about enough. Like he takes away literally everything that you want to try to get at the rim. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable what he's able to do defensively and the way he can kind of take some of that stuff away. Um, I think that uh, Andrew Nemhard gets nowhere near enough credit for the job that he's been able to do at the point guard spot there. Um, and it, they're 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 awesome, man. They're just they're just such a good basketball team. Um, to me, they're, they they got to be the favorite. Uh, I, I do think, however, they're probably in the toughest region. Right, I, Arkansas matches up well with them. Um, Jalen Williams can can do some things against some of those big guys. Uh, I, I think that um, JD Note is a game changer. And the one thing we know about Muss is like that dude. That dude mm-hmm. knows how to put together a game plan that can change. Uh, any kind of a matchup. So, um, and and Texas Tech, they're tough, tough as nails, right? Uh, Duke, we've already seen them beat Gonzaga, so it's not going to be easy for Gonzaga. The difference between them and the rest of the field is not really all that large, but this is, they're the best team. They're the favorite for a reason. Arizona, a lot of people had as a favorite going in. They survived last night, and I thought maybe the most entertaining game of this whole tournament in the opening round as we trim it down to 16. Coming back, the shot at the end, you mentioned that at the top, as Matherin hits that three from the top of the key. Just an incredible shot there. Arizona, did they survive a scare, and now they're fine, or is this a team maybe in some trouble, and they got Houston staring them in the face? Houston is a nightmare matchup for them, especially if Kirk Reese is not playing. The, the Houston, what they can do, the way that they can switch, the, the different lineups that they can throw at you, the toughness that that, that is just kind of ingrained in, in the culture that they have. That's that's a really really good basketball team in a really really bad match. So Houston, Houston pounds the offensive glass, and we saw Arizona get exposed there. Houston forces a ton of turnovers, and if there's an issue with this Arizona team, it's the fact that they turn the ball over offensively. Uh, Arizona wants to run and run and run and run and transition, and the problem with that is. Uh, Houston is going to punish teams that do not send five people to the defensive glass. I think this is a very difficult matchup for Arizona. Arizona is the second most talented team in the country. They could play uh, uh, the worst matchup in the world. There's still a very good chance that they can end up winning that basketball game. I th- This is the one matchup I think that I'm the most excited for in this week. Hmm. Uh, 
Share your wisdom on Miami. They got uh, they got some players. Obviously, uh, this was a, a decent team in the ACC, an ACC that I, I think Trent and I both thought was way down this year. They had a couple of uh, good teams at the top, clearly, and North Carolina's playing well right now. But uh, Miami's got a couple of guys. Uh, Moore's been there forever. McCusty's uh, a really good player. Wong is a good player. They're long. How difficult is this matchup going to be for Iowa State? Uh, very difficult. I mean, what's the name of the game in March? It's it's guard play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's a team that has a better combination of guards than uh, than, than Miami right now. Isaiah Wong is a killer. Charlie Moore is 24 years old and has been around forever. Cam McGusty 23 years old. These guys, uh, they have played a lot of college basketball. They have something to prove based off of the way the last season ended for them and all the injuries they dealt with. Um, I would... Uh, I would be I would be pretty worried if I was an Iowa State team. Um, the other thing that, that Miami does they, they are they are a bad defensive team by the metrics. But we, like we had this conversation last night, they're a bad defensive team according to the metrics. But they are a team that has a very clear defensive identity. There's there's something that they can do, and there's a clear line to them being able to force turnovers, get you out of what you want to run, and be able to win basketball games on that end of the floor. So um, I. I they're dangerous. They are really, really tough. Uh, Terrence Oglesby, who's on our, our show, had them going to the uh, to the Elite Eight um, before the the tournament started. So it's it's hard not to not to think that they're going to find a way to be able to get that done. That's a really difficult matchup for uh, for Iowa State. And they don't turn the ball over, and they don't commit fouls. At least they did in the Auburn game. Two things that jumped off. And the my way screen. the refing going, they won't unless they're playing Purdue. Let's uh, jump over. I think my favorite matchup of the Sweet Sixteen, Duke, with all the pomp and oh, circumstance my. surrounding K. On the ropes against Michigan State, the offense catches fire. They're hitting everything at the end of the game. That's literally true. Against Texas <laughs> yes. Tech. Texas Tech, who will grind you, didn't look good against Notre Dame, but they found a way. Does Texas Tech have enough offensively, or on the other end, can Duke get enough stops to win this game? What do you see, Red Raiders and Blue Devils? Oh, man. I, so I'm, I'm kind of torn on this. It feels like Duke exercised some demons against uh uh, against Michigan State, right? Like we saw what happened when they played um, when they played North Carolina. It felt like that moment kind of got a little bit too big for them, right? Like everything going on with Coach K and everything going on with all the uh, the the former players that came back for that matchup and, and K's last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, this, that, and the third. It felt like it kind of got to be a little bit too big for them, but you know, it, it kind of it, it, it seemed like that was going to be the case um, uh, on. On uh, on Sunday afternoon, uh, Michigan State made that run. They took that five point lead with five minutes left, and I'm just sitting here like, "Oh man, here we go again. <laughs> this is not going to be good." Like these kids, they, did they just did they really just blow it? Is this really the way that it's going to end up playing out? And uh, of course, they found a way to get done and make a run uh, a run down the stretch. So I'm I'm really really uh, really I'm really impressed with with that Duke team, and I think that they like I said they exercised some demons. I think they might have figured it out a little bit. Uh, Remy Martin, how big of a difference does he make for Kansas? All of the difference. All of the difference in the world. Uh, the, he is the one guy. I, I, I think he might be the most important player um, in this Sweet 16, definitely the most important player in this matchup because uh, the way that he can kind of go out and, and make something happen against a defense that is set, um, he is the one game changer that they have. He's the one guy that can go get his own. So if you're sitting there and you're Bill Self and you're like, man, Ed Cool has got us figured out. I can't scheme anything. Nate Watson is so big. I can't find a way to get him touches. 
Justin Manai is locking up Oshaya Baji. I can't find a way to get offense. What am I going to do? All right, Remy, go make something happen. Go get us a good one. He's the one guy that can do that on that roster. And, and if he's going to play the way that he did against Creighton when he had 20 points, 16 in the first half, that right there is what changes. It's what takes Kansas from being a team that can be really good to being one that I think can win a national title if you get good Remy. It's never going to be a guarantee that you're going to get good Remy, but if they get good Remy, that's that right there is what, what makes them a, a national title threat to me. Another team that maybe has figured it out is North Carolina as they yep. raced out to the huge lead. Of course, lost Manic as Baylor got back into it here. You kind of look through the resume, and it was so flimsy for such a long time. Outside of that home loss to Pitt, they didn't lose to a bad team the rest of the year. I think there was a certain narrative kind of was attached with this team. What's different, and what kind of chance do you give them Friday against UCLA? Um, I give them a really good chance. I think they match up really well with UCLA. Uh, I, I don't know how UCLA is going to guard Baycott while having their best offensive lineup on the floor. I think that North Carolina is playing with a level of confidence that uh, that we haven't seen out of them. Like that's been their biggest issue all season long. Is is do they actually believe? Like, can they? Are they going to battle? Are they going to fight? Are they going to scrap? So, I'm um, I'm in. I'm I'm in on North Carolina. I haven't won this game. I think they beat UCLA. I don't. Jaime Hawkins hurt his ankle again, mm-hmm. and uh, they just—it doesn't feel like they kind of gotten out of second year. Now, if you want to make the argument they've just been bored and they were waiting for um, for March to come because, like, uh, you've been to the, the Final Four, you come a uh, Jalen Suggs buzzer beater away from winning. Like, why do you care about just the normal regular season? But uh, well. We'll see if what ends up happening there, but I, I really like North Carolina in that matchup. Uh, get you out of here on this, Rob. A week from today when you join us, we'll be down to four teams. Uh, in the East, that team will be? The East, uh, Purdue. Uh, in the Midwest? The Midwest, that is uh, Providence. Uh, Providence comes You've got Ooh. Providence beating ups, upsetting Kansas. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great matchup for Providence. All right, in the West? Uh, Jim Dagger. And over in the south. Villanova. Nova beats Michigan and beats Houston? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Some good numbers there. Rob Doster, Field of 68. Check him out online, Field of 68 on Twitter. It's uh, terrific. you got a great stable of uh, basketball minds over there, Rob Doster. Uh, and you certainly got to, you're building your fan base. You got me. <laughs> I, I am totally in. <laughs> Rob Doster, thank you, bud. We'll talk to you next Monday. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you, Rob Doster. Field of sixty-eight. As uh, we take a look at uh, and a look ahead, Providence. Providence is a surprise. You have them. I mean, come on. I don't. I don't either. You mentioned Remy Martin mm-hmm. made a huge, huge difference yep. for the team. But there has been something all year with this Kansas team. It hasn't hasn't quite felt. They're, they're not a Bill Self Kansas air quote right. Kansas team. Now, the one thing Providence really struggles is transition defense, and that's why I love the. Potential matchup with Iowa Providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how that played out. Is because of that. What does Kansas do? They are so good at their transition offense. They are. Bill Self, for my money, is the best in college basketball in that realm. Coaching, I don't like the matchup from a Providence perspective. But watching Providence a little bit against Richmond, you didn't have to watch a ton of it. I don't know how well Iowa would have matched up with that team. They, they got some men on that team. They would have... Brought some physicality to that matchup. Uh, 11.25. We'll get our break. We'll come back. We'll get into Iowa State and Miami. Iowa State will recap their weekend with Nick Olson. He was in Milwaukee uh, taking it in. I'm assuming he'll be headed to Chicago for 
uh, Cyclone Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. He joins Miller in Condon next on a Monday, 1125, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is the teammate your small business needs. Locally owned and located in Urbandale, Global Direct Mail and Marketing can help your small business create the high-quality print materials your business needs to succeed. Whether it's business cards, flyers, business forms, letterhead, calendars, or a mail piece to attract new customers, Global Direct Mail and Marketing is ready to go to work for you today. Save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need. Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project do you remember the time that michael jordan won the first of his three p championships it's been a while but the answer is 1993 do you know when wolf roofing started roofing houses that's right 1993 wolf roofing has been around for a long time for your next roofing project put the experience of wolf roofing on your side find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolf Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive. While Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. 100 bets off. Eleven thirty on a Monday. Welcome back, Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. We take you until noon. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that coming up here uh, in a about twenty minutes or thereabouts. Let's get Nick Oson. I'm assuming making his way back from Milwaukee as he was in the building over the weekend to watch Iowa State stamp their ticket to the Sweet Sixteen. Nick Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. An improbable uh, two games so far for Iowa State. They take care of LSU and then come right back and beat Wisconsin at what was a certainly, I don't know, what would you say the split was fans? 80-20 in the building last night? 80% Wisconsin, 20% Cyclone fans? What would you say that split was, Nick? Great to be back, guys. I would say maybe even a little bit higher for the Badgers. Wow. Initially, I thought that it was, yeah, maybe going to be 75-25, 80-20, but there was really only one kind of focus section for the Cyclones fans. It felt like it was a game at the Kohl Center for most of it, for sure. You got to go back home, is that right? You're a Wisconsin guy? So I I grew up in Wisconsin. I actually went to school there. So yesterday was a pretty crazy game to cover, but (laughs) it was one that I was not really, you know, shocked by the results. I said all week, I think even on this show that if, if Iowa State could get past LSU, they matched up better against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Just kind of how they, you know, match up physically and how LSU defends. Obviously, they were able to do that. Felt awful seeing the, the Chucky Hepburn injury yes. at point guard. But Gabe Kelscher, I mean, he played to his capability. I think playing in the Big Ten really helped him for a game like that. And 
These Cyclones are dancing all the way to Chicago, and it's pretty impressive to see, honestly. No, it truly is. Uh, it's remarkable for where they came from and where they're at now. As big a turnaround I can remember in uh, in the state of Iowa, regardless of sport. If there is another one, I'd love to know what is uh, slipping my mind. Well, Friday night it was Hunter. He couldn't miss. Last night he couldn't make a shot. Kalsher, he, he's, he's got this part of his game, right? I mean, every four or five games he will just uh, surprise you by going for 20-something, or some cases 30-something, as we uh, think back to Brooklyn from uh, the end of November, the tournament out there. Um, it's a different guy every night. If they could, if they're ever put it together, Nick, where, you know, where Cal Shures, I don't say he needs to go for 22, but if he's 16 and Hunter's 18 to 20 and Brockington's Brockington and Jazz Koontz chips in, I mean, you know what they're going to give you on the defensive end of the floor. If they can ever have a great shooting night as a team, look out. Yeah, if they were able to do that, I mean, I would seriously consider picking them to win two more this weekend and get to the Final Four, which is not out of the question. But, I mean, for now, I think how this roster is, you kind of live with that, what you get from Kalsher, because you know he brings it on the defensive end. And if you look at the box score, obviously Johnny Davis still had some numbers, but I was fortunate enough to be kind of right by where a lot of their one-on-one matchups were going on, especially in the first half with the physicality and the jawing. And I think I can confidently say he got into Davis's head and that threw him off mm-hmm. a little bit, started talking to the refs a little bit more. There was a lot of le- legitimate jawing. But, yeah, I also got a chance to talk to Gabe a little bit more, um, you know, after the game. And he really took not only that matchup, but, you know, kind of the team matchup personally telling me, yeah, there was so much talk about these guys and obviously they're really good players, but – there was no talk about us, and it's not like we were just happy to be here. So we took that to heart, and he's like, we came out victorious with when all was said and done. So some lineup shuffling that has happened over these two games. Tristan Anaruna Friday night against LSU. He gets the start for the first time since February 8th against West Virginia. Last time he'd started a game. And even he goes back to the bench, but I thought provided some good minutes off the bench there. Anaruna, a guy that hasn't played a couple of times here over the last month plus, out there giving good minutes. What does that say, and what was the, the conversation with TJ after those games, these lineup shuffling that they're going through right now? So I thought that against the game against LSU, it made complete sense because he does kind of provide that length and that versatility at the forward position. And then you go back to Jazz to hopefully stretch the floor against the Badgers. But you're exactly right. I mean, it was pretty matchup-based, and I think Anaruna was huge. Like, taking a charge, that was a big moment in the game. Some of the, you know, kind of events on the boards. I felt like every single player that really got some run provided something, even – even a Trey Jackson, who maybe missed some shots or, or didn't play you know, his best offensively, was kind of a vocal leader. It really felt like a gritty team effort when two of their biggest names, and Hunter and Brockington, maybe weren't at their absolute best on the offensive mm-hmm. end, but clearly it was enough to, to get it done and keep on dancing. It was, and you know, and you mentioned those guys not being at their best, and you know, take a look at the box scoring. If you never saw the game, you'd think, eh, you know, Koontz had a pedestrian seven points, didn't really do too much in the game. Condit, eh, he scored four, he wasn't that big of a factor. These guys had huge, in, in their roles, um, 
and Aruna, to mention the char- the charge, he had a, he had a couple of big boards last night. It's the uh, it's the guys that really don't uh, that show up in the box score. But if you really watch the game and what they uh, provided for their team, yeah, they didn't score a lot. But man, on the defensive end of the floor, so critical. Another guy, exactly, Robert Jones. I'm looking at his box score right now, and it's like every time he's on the floor, you know exactly what you're going to be getting. He's going to make things difficult on the defensive end. He'll grab a couple boards, and, you know, his his basket was pretty big, too. I believe yeah. that gave Iowa State one of their biggest leads, and it was a moment I felt like, wow, I'm, I'm looking at my article. I'm looking at this game right now. They're really about to do this here in Milwaukee, and <laughs> – Obviously, now, you know, they, they face a Miami team that I'm sure we'll touch on, which they've got a lot of talent, but it's another decent matchup at the guard position for Iowa State with what they bring physically on the defensive end. You mentioned this Miami team. They have been got off to a great start in the ACC. It was a disappointing start, though, to the regular season. Still Jim Larnaga, a guy that has won everywhere that he has been throughout his career. He's been in the battle, and a lot of people say, you give this guy a couple of days to prepare, as he'll have in this one, he's going to be a difficult matchup. So when you look at kind of the, the coaching, you got T.J. Otzelberger on one side, Jim Larnaga on the other. Game plan, scheme-wise, do, what do you anticipate from both of these sides? Miami is very lucky to have a guy like him who's, who's truly, yeah, one everywhere, like you said, and kind of a mastermind with, with scheming and X's and O's. I don't think I would call it necessarily a full advantage, though, because I would argue TJ and, and this staff put together a perfect game plan against the Badgers yesterday. I mean, obviously, I think most people would agree Wisconsin is a much more talented team than Iowa State, but the physicality, the making things difficult, especially on the wing, the traps, the forcing turnovers, that seemed to. to work. And now it's going to be a lot of a similar kind of game plan, except now you're really looking at more of a guard-oriented team rather than, you know, maybe some guards and wings with a scorer in the post that the Badgers may have presented. I think this is going to be yet another, as we've talked about so much this season with this team, should be another game that goes down to the last three or four minutes in Chicago. Uh, Brad Davison, uh, I think Cyclone fans saw him for the first time. Maybe they'd seen him in the past, but certainly didn't watch a lot of them. I'm assuming uh, they're watching their team and they're watching other schools in in the uh, Big 12. His his career has come to an end. Uh, he's been a topic on this show a lot, especially when I win Wisconsin collide or when you watch a Wisconsin game. There's just something about the way that he plays. You'd love to have him, I think, on your team, but you, you hate him when he's not on your squad. Five years, his career came to an end yet. Yesterday, and what was a typical Brad Davison foul, right? He drew nine fouls at one point. That was the total that they mentioned in the game. Iowa State fouled Brad Davison nine different times. That's the kind of career he's had. Yeah, it's really interesting because I was covering the Badgers team when, when he kind of got started. And it's, it's interesting not only, you know, is that an aspect of his game, but I feel like nationally it has gotten so much more attention the last few years. I definitely think most teams would take him as a player, but I was watching closely, and one of those first fouls he drew, uh, Condit and Kelcher, who obviously had plenty of battles with Davidson in the Big Ten, sure. kind of pulled like Brockington and Hunter over. They were literally saying, he's known for that. He's known for that. Don't let it trick you. I was able to see that on the court. And obviously things <laughs> twisted a little bit in the second half, both based on their philosophies and the way that the referees were calling the game. It ended up, actually hurting the Badgers a lot more down the stretch as well. And 
it's going to be interesting to see. He's a guy that wants to go into to coaching, and I'm not sure he's looking to play at the professional level, but the Cyclones certainly got a close view of what Hawkeyes fans have seen for many years, both scoring ability as well as some of the other things or antics he may bring to the court. So Iowa State, they are the second betting choice to win the region right now at Circus Sports behind, of course, Kansas at the top there. If we get Jayhawks, Cyclones for the third time this season, Iowa State advances, KU gets there. How good of a chance, how big of a chance do you give them against the Jayhawks? We know how well they played down in Lawrence. I think really about as good of a shot as anyone. I heard Doster before before myself talking about how Providence matches up well against Kansas. I don't think it's that bad of a matchup for Iowa State. Obviously, Kansas has more talent, but Iowa State has the scouting. They've got the defense. They will have plenty of fans. You've seen this team, and, and like you just said, they absolutely should have won in Lawrence. And Remy Martin has been playing very well for the Cyclones, but I think a couple, I'm sorry, for the Jayhawks, but I think a couple guys are turning the corner for Iowa State as well. So I think they've got as good of a shot as any. I agree with, with Rob that Kansas is going to have a hard time making it past Providence. I would take them, but that, that's a good matchup for the Friars. And I would not be shocked. I, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but I, I really wouldn't be if the Cyclones get past Miami, which oh my gosh. I do believe they will. For the Cyclones to potentially yeah. make an appearance in the Final Four at this point—that's where we are. It's just that's yeah, incredible. <laughs> I, I think we got to. I mean, you guys, we're getting ahead of our, like, I, Come on, this group. Yeah, I'm Trent. It's something about him. I'm with you. I'm seeing with my own two eyes. It's filed. Uh, you got a busy week. I'm assuming a lot of coverage at uh, Cyclone Alert, not only on basketball, but it's Pro Day tomorrow. Uh, what kind of access will you get, uh, Nick? Uh, interviews. I'm not sure you get to watch the actual workout. Some schools, everybody handles it differently. What kind of access will you get to Pro Day tomorrow? From what I, yeah, from kind of what I've gathered, it's going to be a big day, another one in, in Ames. I think we'll be able to see potentially some of, obviously, the testing, and then we will certainly get interviews with some of the bigger names. Uh, I think Brees Hall obviously had a really good day at the Combine. I'm really looking to see, you know, kind of how some of the tight ends do for Iowa State, and then potentially some of uh, Mike Rose's action as well. Mm, yep. Enormous week with Pro Day. We will still have football recruiting updates, and then obviously – making the trip to, to one of my favorite cities, uh, Chicago, city. to cover the Sweet 16. It's a great, great city, no doubt about it. Nick Olson, uh, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Nick, great stuff. Thanks for doing this for us. We will uh, speak with you next Monday. If you guys are right, we'll, <laughs> we'll be no, we, come getting on. ready for New Orleans. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good stuff, <laughs> Nick. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, as always. Thank you. Always appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. See you next week. All right. Yes, indeed you will. Nick Olson, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Yes. No. Yes. Why not? I'm with you, kind of. Why not? Does Miami scare you? No. They shouldn't. Wisconsin scared me. If I'm Why? Was, well, just because of Wisconsin. Johnny yeah, but Davis. you just out Wisconsin, Wisconsin. You did. And yeah. They, they beat them. Trent, I, I know. They... They just want it more. And they're not almost. scared of Kansas. I know they're not. And there's no. going to be a contingent in Chicago. Remember so, last, this time last week, can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Kansas and Wisconsin and Iowa fans taking over Chicago. Uh-huh. Well, Wisconsin's not there, and Iowa's not there. It's going to be Iowa State. Not going to be a lot of Miami fans there. No, I wouldn't think. Providence?
a few. Uh-huh. I mean, this is this is the highest seed Providence has ever got. They made, of course, the Final Four in '87, but this is the deepest and maybe the most best chance they feel like they have. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll travel, but Iowa State, good contingent already in Chicago. Yeah, got the alums that live there. Yeah, people making the drive. Sure, it's an afternoon, five and a half hours. You're there. Worst part about it is once you get to Chicago, right? Take the toll road. It's all right. Twenty thousand in the building. Just let's just say that. Break it down by just fan base. I know there'll be people that aren't don't have rooting interests. Just say that there's twenty thousand fans of one of the four schools in well, the building. Kansas will have the biggest contingent of fans. They'll have. Say 10,000 of them. 1,000 uh, for Miami. Yeah. 3,000. So that leaves, what, 6,000 Iowa State? Mm-hmm. Kind of doing that kind of math? Well, Trent, they took over when they played Virginia. Yes. It was unbelievable to watch, to witness that. So on Friday night, I'm thinking to myself, well, this is now Hunter just took the mantle from Brockington, mm-hmm. right? That's, he just stamped himself, this is my team going forward. And then he has a difficult shooting night last One night. One to ten. And Davidson was getting after him. Yeah. And then Kalsher steps up. It's just one different dude. They just play like a team. And yet 11 days ago, they scored 41 points. And they were exit. cooked. But they got beat in the first round of the turn. They had a week to lick mm-hmm. their wounds. To get ready. And to get ready. This is a veteran group. Right. If they play on Saturday night, or I mean, let's say, let's advance them in the big. Are they here? I don't think they are. Probably not. Well, they probably don't have that draw either. And they don't have that draw either. They play two teams that play a similar style. Yeah. How many times do we say throughout the season, mm-hmm. regardless, get that 11 seed? Matchup dependent. Right. 6-11. And then the 11 and the 3, you've seen the, you've seen the numbers. 11-3 mm-hmm. seed over the last, I don't know, couple of decades. And, and here they are. Uh, we'll take a timeout. Come back. Trent's play of the day. Uh, Drake, by the way, tips in 13 minutes. They're part of it. They will be part of it. If they win, you can catch them tomorrow night on ESPN2 in the semifinal. And if they win that, 4 o'clock on Wednesday uh, on ESPN2 as well. So if they do win today, there is TV tomorrow. And then should there be a Wednesday, Miller and Condon. Trent's play of the day is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at Washer Systems. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March, that great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia, or, fingers crossed, MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 or online Iowa you auction starts here 
build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. Online at Sinorama.com slash IA-Urbandale. If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Madness? Madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds beats higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Final couple of minutes here on a Monday. Of course, uh, Murph and Andy will be in at 1 o'clock. The Fanatics at uh, 3. Saw Chris making his way back from Wisconsin this morning. He'll be in tow. They stopped and got a couple of cases of some beer. Oh, Wisconsin yeah. beer. The, the new Glarus, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. What's, what makes it special? I don't know. I don't like it. Okay. Is it an IPA? I don't know. I'm it's, not, it's all the same. It's well, not, it's not all the yeah. same. I mean, there's Stella and then there's everybody else. Yeah, Stella's not that good. Uh, what are you Coors Light. That's, that's Coors Light. That's I just, I don't get into it. I don't get it. Uh, what are you going to, uh, what are beer you going to Beer gets you drunk, today? right? I mean, just. Right, I guess. Yeah. It's cold. Right. I, I just I, I never understand that realm. I've had spotted cow a bunch of times. I'm from that area, so mm-hmm. it's prevalent up in northeast Iowa. Yeah, it's whatever. I'll drink it. It's a beer. It's cold. It's cold. Right. Give it to me. Uh let's see. Plays of the day. We got five of them. <laughs> you betting NBA, are we? Yes, we are. Are you dip- Oh, there's more than that though. Are you dipping your toe in the NHL? Not okay. yet. Not quite ready for that. We're not we're trade not that de- desperate. trade deadline <laughs> desperate. Trade deadline day today. I did see the Twins are uh, they are underdogs today against the Orioles in spring training. You're did, not betting no. spring training baseball. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> By the way, is is the cursed city of Minneapolis? I know they got the two World Series yeah. titles, but aren't doesn't it seem like it's trending up up north? No, they don't think so. Have you watched Minnesota sports for the last three well, decades? Well, the T Wolves are playing. Yes, I mean they've been awful. They've yeah. been cursed, but it's and they'll seems, get swept in the first round because but the that's Wild what are good. Yeah, they'll get beat in the first round. I don't know about that. The T Wolves are good. Yeah, they'll get swept. Uh huh. You got Carlos Correa. Uh huh. Means maybe the Vikings aren't holding up their end of the bargain. Well, they are. It's Minnesota sports. Okay. So you're not buying in yet? No, 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 no. Long no. way to go. Prove Optimism. You, you know, exactly not my strong no. point in general. And when I get optimistic, it goes. It doesn't end well. No. Uh, what are you betting on? Let's go, Drake. We're gonna lay the seven. Okay. Well, it was six when we got on the air. It's gone up to seven. It has up to seven. And across the board, looking at six different shops right now in Vegas, and it is all seven right now on the Bulldogs against UNC Wilmington. NBA tonight. LeBron's going home. 
Cleveland minus the five. That Lakers team, I know they won over the weekend. They stink. They're not good. Uh, we're also grabbing OKC against a good Celtics team. Celtics playing really well. Get 15, though. Get to grab OKC with the 15. Also in the CBI tonight, Ohio minus the one. And we're playing something called the, I don't know what, there's another one. It's not the, what was it? CIT? CIT, It's yes. changed names. It's got a different name now. Give me USC Upstate plus the nine and a half. Who is that again? That is South Carolina Upstate. Not Downstate, Upstate. Uh-huh. The Spartans getting nine and a half at South Alabama. Well, there you go. That's our Maybe idea. spring training baseball would have been a better I'm bet today. I think it might have been. We'll Man. see. we got five plays. We'll see how you do. We'll grade your paper tonight, and we'll come back tomorrow. Going to, uh, obviously, more on Iowa State as the week goes on. Probably heavy Iowa State as they get set to head to Chicago and the Sweet 16. In his... Don't you love Chicago? Great it, city. Oh, my God. So much fun. Get there Thursday is. if you can. Get there. I mean, leave now if you can. <laughs> uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow again. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear us Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.